What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. And today's episode is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing my conversation with Raymond Kim, aka Mr. Junho 3. And who is Raymond? Who's Mr. Junho 3? If you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. So, Raymond is a fashion influencer with 450,000 followers on Instagram. And what's interesting about Raymond is his name and likeness aren't really attached to the account at all. For all intents and purposes, since he started the account in 2016, he's remained pretty much anonymous, going by the name Mr. Junho3 on Instagram. And his entire account is made up of outfit grids. So it's a top-down photo on a hardwood floor or laminate floor of his outfit for that day. He's posted a photo every single day for the last like three, four years of his outfit. And through that, he's gotten sponsorships with different companies like Forever 21. He's done some stuff with Team Gary V. He's also built a business off of this Instagram account, just posting his outfit every single day. Now he has subscription boxes that he sends out to his fans and followers that are, they just love the outfits that he posts that they want to dress like him. So now he partners with companies to send subscription boxes out to his fans and followers that they can buy. And there's a lot of, I know actually one other thing too, before we get into the takeaways from today's podcast, this was Raymond's first interview. Like he, I said, he's remained pretty much anonymous. When I was doing my research and my prep for this, I had a tough time finding anything. Like you search at Mr. Junho 3, like the Google results end pretty quick. Raymond Kim, it was tough to find anything on him as a, him not associated to his Instagram account. Uh, one thing I can't believe I didn't do actually, as I was just kind of looking back on it after, is I didn't click on his link in bio, which took me to a link tree, which talks about his digital marketing agency and everything. So that's one little little mistake, little behind the scenes story I have from this podcast, is I kind of made didn't do as deep a research as I normally do with with researching for him. But it was tough to find anything on him. Like he's remained impressively anonymous up to this point. Um, but yeah, I remember reaching out to him and we kind of, he asked me a little bit more about the podcast. We went back and forth a couple of times and yeah, eventually he decided to come on the podcast and it just turns out this was his first ever interview. So, I mean, it's super cool that he was willing to do that on my social life. Like I'm super honored. Like I've been following Raymond for a while now, like a majority of the guests, like I, I haven't been following for forever. I just find them and I'm like, well, that's pretty interesting. And I'll follow them. And when I kind of have an open opening in the schedule, cause I don't like the back, like I don't want to send too many, don't want to ask too many people to come to the podcast at once. Cause if I get too many people getting back to me at the same time, that just leads to a ridiculously hectic schedule. Trying to do the, as much research as I do with every multiple guests in the same week is, is a lot. Um, but for the most part, for the guests that I have on here, it's people that I find that I add to like a folder in my Instagram of like people to DM for the podcast or something like that. Um, and then yeah, I just shoot my messages that way when I have an opening the schedule, I message a couple people, one or two will get back to me. But Raymond is someone I've actually been following for quite some time. I don't know how long it's been. It's definitely years that I've been following him. Uh, probably maybe a year after he like, I was probably within the first hundred thousand, I want to say of his followers. Um, so it's been, it's been a significant period of time that I've been following him on Instagram and actually one story is I remember before when before I had I ran my agency there I had a Christmas party at work and I was like I need I need an outfit <laughs> like I need to I need something for this Christmas party like I need to 
I, I want something spiffy, but I don't want to wear what I wore last year. So I kind of was like, I don't know. I should, I want to get something for this, for this Christmas party. And so I remember standing in, I remember going to winners and for my American listeners, winners is the Canadian equivalent to TJ Maxx. It's kind of the closest thing I can equate it to. And I can remember standing in, in winners, looking at a Mr. Juno outfit grid and trying to find clothes that were similar and matched this outfit grid. So my, my outfit for my staff Christmas party last year was literally me going to winners and trying to find like cheap clothes that looked like a Mr. Juno outfit grid. And I piece it together. I have a nice outfit. I bought a really nice pair of green dress pants. Um, I don't think anybody really cares, but they're super comfy and it was a great outfit. So um, that's, that was just a funny story that back in, uh, I was probably December, late November, early December, I was looking at, uh, yeah, I was using his Instagram to help me piece an outfit together. Um, but, and then it's cool. It's just always cool when like full circle moments like that, where now he's come on my podcast, we had a great conversation. There was a lot of, a lot of really good stuff in here. Um, for his first interview, he absolutely crushed it. Like there's some, some really solid takeaways and some things that really stood out to me from our conversation. And the first one being, I mean, this one, I think this one, I don't know if it comes from Gary V, but I know Gary V is something similar. I didn't ask him Raymond, whether he learned this directly from Gary or not, but it was, it was his whole principle of 5149, give more than you take, provide as much value as I can try and provide more value than value you take. And that's just an important way to go through life is to just try and find ways to bring value to other people. And it's inherently unselfish to take, to take less or yeah, to take less than you give. But at the end of the day, what the funny thing about do about 5149 is giving. So where the 5149 is, is like the, you give 51% of the value. If there's a hundred percent of the value between two parties, you give 51% of it. That way you're giving more. And the interesting thing about 5149 giving more than you take is when you give more than you take, more more opportunities come your way. So it might seem counterintuitive to try and get ahead by helping others. But when you do that, when you give more than you take, more opportunities come your way. More things are given to you. More chances. It's just, it's just the right way to do things is to give more than you take. I don't have a lot of, a lot of, I don't have a, a long rant or a tangent to talk about give more than you take. It's just a philosophy that I think a lot of people need to remember, myself included, that you should always give more than you take. Find ways to provide value for other people. And in the long run, too, it's it's inherently selfish to actually do that. It might seem like an unselfish thing to do, but in the long run, it's actually selfish because in the long run, you'll probably get some good stuff out of giving more than you take. But it's always good to provide more value than you're receiving. But I want to start with that one just because I didn't have too much to talk about. But I, now there's a couple more like these next ones are all related to his Instagram. And again, because a lot of the conversation had to be so geared towards his Instagram because there just wasn't a lot of backstory and stuff I could dig up to talk about with him. Um, so a lot of my takeaways have to do with Instagram, but there's some really interesting ones. And like as a social media marketer, digital marketer myself, there's some things that I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. And the first one, the first one being is how he grew his first 50,000 followers. So as he was growing, a lot of people now, this is a really important lesson, I think, for people that want to be an influencer or are starting to build an audience. A lot of people, because we're so caught up in the influencer economy and understanding that once you have a few thousand followers, you can start cashing in. A lot of people want to cash in as fast as possible. As soon as you hit that four or 5,000 follower, you're like, yes, free product, 
brand deals, free meals, free services, because you have a bit of a following on Instagram, you'll post about it, which is great. But what Raymond did instead of, instead of just send me free product and I'll post about you, send me or pay me to post about you for his first 50,000. 50,000 is pretty significant. You can make okay money at 50,000 followers. A few hundred bucks a post for sure, right? Um, But what he did instead of, instead of trying to cash in and get as much money as he possibly could, he decided that instead of taking money, he's going to take exposure instead. So what he did was he was, oh, he would over deliver. He would post far more than the brand would post. Again, back to the 5149. So he would over deliver. I think his example with Forever 21 is he posted somewhere between 15 to 20 times as part of their collaboration. And in return, Forever 21 posted about him on their main grid, on their feed. And he did that over and over again with brands until he hit 50k and once he hit 50k because his first 50k too he was reaching out to brands which is something a lot of people do if you are an aspiring influencer don't be afraid to do that reaching out to brands isn't a bad idea if you genuinely like a brand and use the product reach out to them don't just reach out to brands because you want free stuff but if you genuinely like a brand reaching out to them is a great is a great idea but back to Raymond. So what Raymond did is he would reach out to these different brands and pitch them on him his account his audience and in, instead of asking for payment, he'd ask for exposure. So he'd ask for them to post about him on their account to help him grow his audience because he knew that the bigger he built his audience, the more money he can make later. He said he knew the money would come, but he wanted to grow and establish an audience first. And that's what he did. He would reach out to these brands, provide more value. He'd provide 15, 20x the amount of posts that they were going to make about him, but they would still post about him. And granted, back in the day, it was easier to grow on Instagram. Shoutouts got you more followers than they do today. But that's what he did. He would collaborate with brands strategically, get them to shout him out, which would expose him to new, to new people, which would then follow him, which would then grow his account. And then eventually around that 50,000 follower mark, he stopped having to reach out to brands because brands were noticing him. One, just because when you're searching for influencers, you find this guy with 50,000 followers at the time exactly in the influencer marketing space, but two, with other brands posting about it, other brands are also going to see that. And if they see other brands working with you, that's social proof to a brand that you're a good creator to work with. So they're going to start reaching out to him. And then once brands started coming to him, that is when he started charging money. I was listening to a podcast recently with Nas Daily, and that's what he was saying. He said, influencers will take exposure over money any day because as you grow exposure and grow your reach, you can then make more money in the long run. And so that was kind of the the mindset that Ray had. He was playing the long game. He wasn't trying to cash out right away. Obviously, still getting free product with the deals because that's part of it, but he was using it to get exposure and grow his account. I thought that was super interesting. And like I said, a very calculated way to look at things instead of just cashing out right away so if there's a, if there's an opportunity to be strategic with it you don't necessarily have to make money off the bat if there's other ways that you can work with a brand they can provide you value doesn't always have to be money so just look at the big picture instead of just getting caught up at making some money another thing too when it comes to raise instagram the next takeaway that i have is what blew my mind it didn't blow my mind but like it didn't surprise me but at the same time i was like that is crazy was he is he pays very close attention to his analytics and he's paid such close attention that he knows exactly how to lay his photos out to get the most engagement 
like his photos hit he doesn't just fold them and like place them nicely on the ground take a photo whatever he lays them out in a strategic and specific way because he looked at his data he looked at his insights and he saw that when he laid his his clothes out in a specific way that he got more engagement than when he laid them out another way so just kind of a takeaway here is one pay attention to your analytics like they will tell you what's working. But two, as someone, if you're someone that's not as involved in Instagram and doesn't fully understand the wor- that world, there's so much more work that goes into it than you think. And there's so much more thought behind what creators do. I feel like people just think in- Instagram influencers take a photo quickly and that's it. But there's more work that goes into it than just snapping a quick photo. And Ray spending that much time to go through his analytics and finding that insight that laying his clothes out in a specific way leads to higher engagement. I thought it was just awesome. Like it blew my mind a little bit. It was crazy to hear him say that, but it just shows that there's so much work that actually goes into being a creator. It's more work than you think it is. I mean, Ray's got it pretty dialed now where he's an hour a day on his account, but it's 15 minutes to make a post, which 15 minutes to make a post is probably more than most people think it takes. And then 45 minutes of just straight engagement, liking comments, replying to comments, responding to DMS. And on that note, Another thing that really stood out to me with what Ray did is one, he just talked about how important it is for him to be engaging with his audience, which as despite being an anonymous creator, do you still need to foster that community? And he's done a really good job with it. And the one thing that he did that I was like, that is just so smart. He went above and beyond, right? Like one, you should be responding to all of your comments, all of your DMs, everything. But what Ray does to kind of one up that is he goes to his followers' accounts first. He doesn't wait for them to like, he doesn't wait for them to comment, or he doesn't wait for them to comment or send him a message to engage with them. He'll find his, he'll go through his followers and he will go to people's accounts and he will like their photos. He will comment on their photos. He will send them DMs and thank them for following him. And that is just such a smart strategy. It's the thing you don't see a lot of creators doing, but it's, it's such a simple thing that you can do that makes a world of difference. If somebody with if somebody with that that many followers goes to your account and likes your stuff, that's going to stick with you for a long time because a lot of accounts, almost all accounts that have that many followers, 450,000 aren't doing that. They're not going to their followers profiles and just liking and engaging with them before they even engage back. Like usually big creators, they will reply back. They will like your comment. They will respond to your DM. But if you DM them first or comment on their Instagram first, that's going to stick with that person. That's building his brand and connecting with his audience on a deeper level than replying. Replying is a big deal, but going and beating your follower to the punch and commenting on their photo first is just crazy. And it's just a big takeaway. Like I used to do that with the podcast. That was a way that I grew the podcast Instagram quite a bit was early on. I used to do that. I used to go and I'd find people's Instagrams. My big strategy was I'd go to people, I'd go to Gary V's account and I'd look for people commenting on Gary V's account and I would go to their account, send them a message, like their photos and stuff. And there's, there's ways to do that. That's spammy and not spammy. Right. So there's being spammy is just going to accounts as fast as you can, liking three photos, boom, liking three photos, boom, liking three photos, boom. And you're out. But how I did it is I would scroll through their Instagram and I would look through their photos and I would find a specific photo that stood out to me for some reason, whatever it was. And then I would message that person and ask a very specific question 
like I DM them and ask them a very specific question about a photo. It, it didn't have to be a recent photo. Like I would scroll deep and find a photo and be like, Hey, um, and ask them a question. Like how did, like, I don't know. I don't have an example for it right now, but just the most important thing is don't be spammy with that. Cause you have to be genuine. Cause if you're spammy and you're just doing it, cause you hope that if you like their photo a couple of times, they're going to be like, who is this? And click on your account and then follow you. That's not going to work. You have to be authentic. You have to be genuine, which is what another thing that Ray says too. And this is more so about his content than reaching out to people, but it applies here as well. He says that people like it, like when, when it's natural, right? So when, in terms of content, we were talking about what he uses, the gear he uses, which is just a phone and his lighting, his lighting setup's crazy. His lighting setup is the sun. That's it. It's his window. It's natural light. Like a lot of people, I feel like, and I've hit on this so many times over the course of the the two years I've done this podcast, but all you need to be a creator is your phone. Whether you want to be a photographer, a videographer, a podcaster, all you need is your phone. Ray has grown his Instagram account to 450,000 people with nothing but his phone and his lighting is natural lighting from an open window. That's it. You can't let your gear be an excuse. You have the ability to start creating right now. You want to be a blogger. You can do that on your phone. Like I said, photographer, videographer, podcaster, blogger. You can do all of it from your phone and Ray is proof of that. And he says that too, like if he doesn't even want to get upgrade to a nicer camera, because what he was saying was people like the authenticity. It, they, they can relate to that photo. It's not, doesn't look too polished or too pro. It just looks natural. It's real. And people connect with that. And that's why Ray does that, which is another reason that even don't think that you need the best, the best camera to start making content. All you need is a phone. That's it. And at the end of the day, it's not about what your content looks like. How Ray kind of equates it is create an experience people won't forget. And one thing that I read in a book recently, I believe it was, um, what book was it? Not Tools of Titans. It was Tools of Titans. Yeah. I read it in Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. It's that people don't remember what your video looks like. They just remember how it made them feel. Like when was the last time you watched a really good video and went, it's, it's not 4K. This video sucks. It's not 4K. No, you're watching a video for the story. As long as, if a video makes you laugh, if a video makes you feel something, you're going to remember that. You're not going to remember what kind of camera they shot that video on. So at the end of the day, you want to invoke an emotional response and create an experience with your followers so that they won't forget. So don't get, be so caught up in the gear. Pay more attention to telling an authentic and real story and connecting with your audience. And speaking of connecting with your audience, I want to thank you, my audience, for listening to this podcast. Whether you've listened the entire way through or you only listen to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Do me a big favor, guys. Go and follow Ray on Instagram. Send him a message. Let him know that you came from my social life. He's such a good dude. He's posting some awesome outfit grids. If you want to dress better, follow Ray on Instagram. He's at Mr. Junho3. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes down 
below. And one other thing too, I'll also make sure that his subscription boxes are linked in the show notes. If you want to update your wardrobe, I'll make sure that's linked down there so you can do that. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. I'd love to know what you thought about this takeaways episode, my interview with Raymond, any of my previous podcasts. Like I said, my DMs are always open. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast or YouTube by searching up my social life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews you get, the more it helps new people find this show. And it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. Make sure you subscribe, put out brand new interviews every single Monday, a brand new takeaways episode every single Thursday. As always, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget today's episode is powered by True Fan. I'll make sure their info is linked in the show notes down below if you'd like to check them out as well. I want to thank you once again for listening to this podcast. We'll talk soon.